dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host. This edition of Blunt Business is brought to you by the 2019 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. It's coming to Miami, Florida, in the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami, August 3rd and 4th. You can learn more. Here on the show, we'll talk about more of how you can go ahead and find out how to be part of the event at usccexpo.com. Learn more at usccexpo.com. So on this episode, we talk to a marketing professional with more than 25 years of experience in branding, advertising, market research, and more. She is now focused on helping cannabis businesses develop their unique brands that lead to deep connections with consumers. I'm here with the founder of Lady Jane Branding, Jennifer Wetzel, here on Blunt Business. Jennifer, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Uh, looking for a great, interesting conversation here about brands. So you help brands, quote, help brands discover their own character, identity, style, and strategy, and identify what role their brand plays in the unfolding of an industry. So, for instance, is your brand the scientist, eternal child, socialite, magician, explorer, healer, rock star, activist, best friend, farmer, sensualist, artist, doctor, hippie, teacher, or yes, the stoner. <laughs> Take me behind the formula on how you use to identify a new brand and how you go about introducing that brand once it is created. Sure. First, I'll talk about the archetypes that you just mentioned. <laughs> yes. um, archetypes are, uh, they are universal characters used in storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I developed 16 of them specifically for the cannabis industry. I used to use um, archetypes in my branding exercises in my past and so I took that background and developed it specifically for cannabis and then I turned it into a multiple choice quiz to make it easy for businesses to take to get this information so it used to be you know a couple of days of of, uh, workshops and exercises with big companies but I wanted to make it simpler and more approachable for people and the idea behind it is that once you know your brand archetype you use those universal characteristics in your branding and that helps you make a deeper emotional connection with your consumers because they understand what you're all about they can you know they can they can understand what you value and what kinds of experiences that they're going to expect from you now is and there so any kind of algorithm the, at all or some kind of uh, parameters where you have a certain number of archetypes but do you allow yourself room to expand those archetypes to customize to a brand that might definitely be off of any kind of normal parameter oh absolutely these are just guidelines and thought starters for any company that just wants to under to wrap their head around what branding means and how to talk to their customers in a way that their customers will understand but no of course we're not limited to these 16 there are hundreds of archetypes but the key is developing one and staying consistent so the reason that the archetypes are helpful because if for example you are a doctor brand you're not going to want to sound like a stoner brand or look like a stoner brand because that would confuse people so it's just a way to give people different directions to take their brands so they don't all look and feel the same. This is an off, uh, kind of uh, a little bit outside of the tangent real quick, but I'm just, 
my own personal thing is that you know within cannabis radio that we do here we talk about learning how to build your brand that's something that we also like mm-hmm. to really want to practice that with the people that we work with here whether it's the conference or the radio station i've been reading a book from michael ovitz the person that founded the creative artist agency so when he talks to every client every hollywood producer actor actress what have you it's always about him about knowing about what's best for that client, what's best to build their brand or to create their brand. Is that something you also instill as well about really customizing and knowing what's best for that client? Absolutely. Um, the, the main part of what I do is a brand discovery process. So after a client knows their archetype, we go and do this discovery process and I put it online and made it easy for people and the price starts at $99 so they can do a lot of it themselves. But what we do is we explore the philosophical elements, the emotional and the visual elements of of their brands. So we look at their mission and their superpower and their vision and their promise to their customers and what they value. And then we look at their personality and the tone of voice. And then we go and look at their, for the visual elements, their colors, their fonts and imagery and image style. And so all of those together are what build that specific and unique strategy for a brand because it's it's the differences in the mix of that um, of all of those answers that will build a solid strategic brand let's break down exactly how you do that because i'm looking you do do it yourself evaluations branding makeover strategies Mm -hmm. design assessments and creations you teach businesses how to multiply their marketing and advertising efforts with techniques that are used by Fortune 500 companies, of which there are many of those type of executives that are making their way in the space. So obviously, you have that insight as well, bringing that here. Plus, you allow, you have interactive creative workshops that allow clients to participate directly in designing their brand creation story and their brand style. I can only, first off, before I ask the question, I, I can only imagine that uh, the kind of things that, is it hard, I guess, to have certain companies that come in to try to interpret the kind of brand they think this should be and how would you, it's a matter of uh, balance of persuasion versus a balance of uh, trying to reach expectations. Um, well, you know, there, there are, I have some clients where I have to go in and do what I call a brand intervention uh-huh. because if, if there's more than one person involved in the branding efforts, you're going to have differing opinions. And so, when I do that, I take people through the quiz as a group and through the brand discovery process. And we have to gain consensus on every single answer before we move forward. And when you have multiple people involved and they all have their own internal feelings about the brand and their own biases that they bring from their own personalities, you have to get them on the same page, literally write the strategic brief on the page and make sure that they're all reading from that same page because otherwise the brand is not going to be uh, consistent. People will take it in their own direction. Because I can say with the industry itself, because I mean, for for myself, we've worked in other industries before uh, making our way into cannabis, much like everybody else. The one thing is that it is a bit difficult, I would think. And I would wonder now, uh, talk to me what you think about some of the key elements that makes a cannabis brand effective that you have seen and what has worked with the clients you've worked with? Um, I think, you know, some of the the biggest things in terms of being an effective brand is building that emotional connection with customers. Your clients need to be able to um, 
feel something positive about your brand. They need to be able to, um, you need to get them to want to do something. And I imagine it would product, be easier for medical medical brand, can, brand cannabis brand products because of the fact that you can take the patients, you can take the doctors, the caregivers. The story can be told, and real life, real reality will come into play. Can that also be applied to adult use cannabis products? You think? Well, I think that uh, it's going to be a little bit of a different market because mm-hmm. the medical market there's there's a need, and there's been less at least where I am in Maine, there's been a lot less need for branding in the medical caregiver um, retail stores because they're vertically integrated, and or they were. So you would go to one provider and that is the product that you bought. And there was no reason for you to shop around. When people start shopping around and when the adult use stores are opening around the country in different areas, there's gonna be competition. <laughs> So it's going to be important for them to build that trust because there's a lot of people who are going to be entering that adult use use market and they're not going to know what to do. And so if the products, if there's no trust built with the brand, it's going to be very difficult to engage people and to get them to understand your products that they're trying. Absolutely. I appreciate you taking all this in here. I know a couple of my questions might come in a little bit loaded, but you definitely gave me the right perspective. I really was looking for those kind of, that kind of perspective here. Again, I'm here with the founder of Lady J Branding, Jennifer Wetzel here on Brunt Business. Again, we'll have more questions for her after the break. But first, I got to tell you about the 2019 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. Some great sessions are to be had. We have a couple of keynotes that are already set to go. We're going to have sessions including how to use PR to do what advertising can't. We will be doing cannabis branding to the mainstream for those of you that are interested much in the conversation we're talking about today. Everything from incorporating cannabis therapy for chronic conditions, working with distribution companies, an athletes panel. We'll have a science-sponsored panel, which will be on CBD research for the supplement industry in North America. Investing in cannabis in the U.S. and abroad, digital marketing panels, so much more. Legal, medical, we'll have it all for you. We hope you'll join us August 3rd and 4th at the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami, Florida for the USCC Expo in Miami. Again, you can find more information at usccexpo.com, usccexpo.com. Back with more questions for Jennifer Wetzel in just a moment. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint the business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. The National Cannabis Industry Association's 6th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo. 
returns to San Jose, California's McInerney Convention Center July 22nd through the 24th. Register today at CannabisBusinessSummit.com and take part in the most influential, award-winning cannabis conference and trade show hosted by the cannabis industry's only national trade association. NCIA's Cannabis Business Summit and Expo offers attendees three days of engagement and interactive programs. Arrive early so you can participate in our pre-conference workshops and off-site tours. Join hundreds upon hundreds of exhibitors and thousands upon thousands of attendees at NCIA's 6th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo, July 22nd to the 24th in San Jose, California. Register today at CannabisBusinessSummit.com. That's CannabisBusinessSummit.com. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo. Register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back with the founder of Lady Chain Branding, Jennifer Wetzel, here on Blunt Business. So we're going to talk about the FDA, which, as we're Ooh, recording okay. today, only about a week ago, we're one week removed as we record this show, from the FDA's meeting, where they had an open meeting with basically some of the major members of the cannabis industry. And wow, there's so much that was being said. I felt like the FDA was kind of out of touch. I felt like they were not well read and studied. And I think the time in between Scott Lee's announcement of this meeting to now, I don't think that the FDA did too much to prepare for this meeting, I felt like. And I feel like some of the questions that were asked were very valid and very strong. But that's for another story. It, nothing has been resolved in that point. So you recently penned a cannabis industry article, Jennifer, on how FDA regulations affect how you can market your cannabis products. Title, Eating Your Words, How to Avoid Legal Issues Marketing Cannabis Consumables. You said this. Acceptable marketing language surrounding consumable THC and CBD products encapsulates all these issues, and it's why everyone in the industry needs to pay close attention to what they're saying. One innocent turn of phrase could have the Food and Drug Administration shut down your business faster than you could say, oops. End quote. How common is it where the FDA has shut down a business over an issue like this? Well, they have taken action already on a few CBD companies, so it is not out of the realm of possibility for them to take action. Usually the first action is a letter, um, mm -hmm. but then if you don't respond, they could p pull your product and shut you down. And it does happen. It has happened. My God. I can only imagine how that is. Now, the language and the regulations surrounding drugs are extremely strict. And, that's, and this is also, I mean, the FDA getting their hands involved with the hemp bill and other things that are going on. And this, on December 20th, 2018, the FDA put out a statement reiterating that these rules are in effect for cannabis products. In other words, you can only make a drug claim if you have received approval from the FDA on your new drug application, your NDA. Talk to me about the issues regarding the FDA and how often they review cannabis products. Well, I think they would only review the cannabis products that are being submitted for, uh, for an NDA, for a new drug application. So they don't review supplements or um, they're not going to review cannabis and THC products. It doesn't really work that way. Mm -hmm. They just are on the lookout for those who are making health claims that, they, that they're not allowed to make. And I want to 
reiterate that it's not just the cannabis industry that has to follow these rules. It's all food and beverage and supplement companies, including animal health supplements. So these aren't just rules for, for this new industry. These are ones that have been in place for everyone else that all other businesses are supposed to be following. And so I don't think that it's going to change based on anything that the FDA decides about the status of of uh, THC or CBD, those rules for the claims are still going to be in place because THC and CBD are active ingredients in drugs. So that's why they're not going to be allowed to be um, have claims made in supplements or foods or beverages. So unfortunately for uh, yeah. the industry. Well, <laughs> right. And that, that's going to talk about the food and beverage industry when it comes to just what I was saying at the top of the segment. Another Cannabis Industry Journal article reported the following, quote, Due to the passage of the hemp bill, the food and drink industries jumped into the hemp-derived CBD world with both feet because the farm bill lifted the ban on hemp production. However, repeated and recent actions by the U.S. FDA provide clear warning signs that the legal pitfalls surrounding CBD and food and drinks are not resolved. Uh, First of all, we talked about the meeting that happened on May 31st. Did you happen to hear anything back from the meeting? Did you happen to know anybody, if you happen to be able to go in to attend in Washington what can you tell me what you learned from that meeting, if anything came out of it? And do you see some future clarity coming soon regarding these pitfalls? Um, I was not able to attend that meeting. I did hear a bit about it. Um, I was actually in D.C. a few weeks ago uh, uh, lobbying on behalf of the NCIA, but that was for a whole different thing. Yeah, <laughs> um, the NCIA. And, yeah, the, the National Cannabis Industry. Well, they host a podcast on the um, network, so we're quite supportive, yes. Right, right. Um so, in terms of the second part of your question, which was maybe you the can legal pitfalls, that, that if there's any future clarity yeah. coming soon regarding pitfalls with these issues for the food and beverage into a, you know, and the the hemp bill right. kind of solving and smoothing all this out. Yeah, I think that there needs there needs to be clarity in terms of what can be put into a food and beverage, and that is what the FDA is going to need to decide can we put these products into the food supply? Because the rules right now say no. If there's, if the act, if there's an active ingredient in a drug, it cannot be put into the food supply. And that is what we need clarity on. In terms of how to write claims, um, there's probably not gonna be much more clarity than what is already on the, on the FDA uh, website in terms of having to write structure function claims instead of uh, disease claims. Um, so I, I think that we'll have to rely on industry experts to provide guidance on messaging, but in terms of being able to put products into the flow of commerce, that's going to have to come from the FDA, and I hope that comes soon. One of the things that was pointed out in that meeting, uh, Dr. Sue Sisley, who we've had on the network here several times, uh, she pointed out something great was the fact that there are a number of companies that are looking to try to get more test product they can use for clinical trials and for research, but the issues regarding uh, this hemp bill, you know, we can't, there's no access to Canadian cannabis, which we're trying to get access to. And in some of the other cases, being able to do research in order to provide a proper cause to say, okay, whatever wants to be added into a food and drink with CBD infusion can be allowed because here is the research to back it up. I mean, Right. For us to have those that information, we don't have that to put onto the warning labels of anything. Why? I mean, that's a oxymoron. I don't know why we don't have that happening. What do you think can be done about that? 
Well, I think the restrictions on, on research need to be lifted. And I, I know that, um, you know, for now, I believe the only uh, facility that can grow uh, cannabis for research is the University of Mississippi, perhaps. Right. And I, I read an article um, that showed pictures of, of the uh, that research cannabis that comes from that from that uh, from that university. Mm-hmm. It's mostly stems and leaves. And oh my god, uh, very very low THC, like eight um, percent, right. and was filled with mold and, and yeast. And so oh. it's very difficult to do studies on a product that no one would ever put into their body on purpose. So that needs to be resolved. Um, I'd also imagine it'd be tough for some companies to let themselves go of some of their product when they know where they want to be able to sell it, but they, they to go and donate the research when they just feel like, okay, it's for the good of the industry. That should happen in some way, shape or form. But I, I, I can understand where some companies, they don't want to go and go away from letting their product go. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, hopefully there will be some companies who are able to um, to step up and do that research because it is very, very much needed. Um, you know, right now the research that's being done is in other countries, so we're losing <laughs> we're losing our status there. We need to be able to to be the leader in that research, and we're not. Right. Right. Exactly. Now I want to point out to our listeners. Uh, I've mentioned Cannabis Industry Journal. They should sponsor Cannabis Radio and Blunt Business, just for me doing this on the program. But uh, I want to make mention only because of the fact that I saw that, uh, as this week as we're recording, uh, June 7th as we recorded this show, you're doing a three-part series on how cannabis companies can make their branding shine called Branding for Cannabis Companies 101. And I just want to take a quick uh, point out of this, but um, you mentioned you want to offer a quick primer on branding, what it is, why it's important, how to do it. But first, you need to discuss the difference between branding, marketing, and advertising so that you know what kind of tools you have at your disposal. So briefly take me through what this three-part series should be all about and what people can look forward to reading about. Well, the uh, the first part, as you mentioned, focuses on those differences between branding and marketing and advertising because a lot of people lump those all together in their minds and they're very different. Branding is the upfront um, the discovery portion to figure out who your brand is uh, deep down, you know, beliefs and personality. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's building the strategy. And once you have that, then your marketing and advertising can work harder for you because it's better targeted and more strategic. So marketing is about what you sell and why customers should choose your brand. And then advertising is all about how and when and where to find your services. Um, the other parts of the series will have one that's focused on archetypes and how to use those to build a brand character. So how to, how to inhabit a brand character and really um, have it be um, really well-defined. I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. The archetype for Lady Jane branding is the best friend. And so in my mind, I have created this best friend, Lady Jane, but I know what she wears, I know what she likes to do, I know how she likes to um, dress. And so she is the best character of my brand. And so when I am making decisions, I check with her and say, is this fit you? And she can say, in my mind, of course, no, that doesn't fit, go do something else. (laughs) And I do that very often. And that's how you maintain consistency in your branding. Because if your brand character wouldn't do it, you shouldn't do it. It would confuse your customers. So that's going to be a, a, a big part of the series. 
Well, that goes with just the idea of storytelling. The, the bottom line is, mm-hmm. for any storytelling you do, it's the best on how many dimensions you create to that character. So it's the same way where how many dimensions do you create towards a brand to give it a real identity, to give it some emotion, give it some real interaction so that people will really go ahead and, and latch on into it. I could totally understand where you're coming from there. Uh, so I want to go and get into Lady G Branding in general once again. I want to go into the brand discovery process and... Uh, that do yourself quiz. Let's talk about you know the type of finding out your brand archetype and connecting better with customers in your community. We're going to talk all about that coming up after the break. I'm here with Jennifer Wetzel, the founder of Lady J Branding. During the break, why don't you go ahead and take a look at the website, LadyJaneBranding.com, all one word, LadyJaneBranding.com. We'll be back with more questions in just a moment. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more blunt business. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth sheepskin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z dot com. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Expo.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back for the last couple of minutes here with Jennifer Wetzel and a wonderful conversation, the founder of Lady J Branding here on Blunt Business. Let's go ahead and get back to Lady Jane Branding, Jennifer. You offer new clients their own unique brand discovery process. We've talked about that a couple of times. Helping designs, helping clients design their own brand character, which you mentioned specifically, you have to find that first, that before everything else, which includes identity, style, and strategy. So we've talked about the formula in general. Take me now through the protocol on how you do that and how this process kind of works itself out. Sure. So the the first part, as I mentioned, is that brand archetype quiz. And when we do that, we explore um, a company's values, their personality, their conversation style, the feelings that they want to evoke in their customers, um, different types of activities they might want to do. And then 
once we get through that quiz, we go into the discovery process. And so it is a guided question and answer. Either they can do it themselves or I can lead the entire process. Or again, like I mentioned, I can do a brand intervention where I'm, <laughs> I'm providing a little brand therapy. Right. Um, and so we sit down and we go in detail into all of those multiple choice answers because, again, those are just thought starters. So they might not be the exact right answers for a brand. So we go in deeper and then we figure out how that brand is going to express all of those qualities. How will you show your values? How will you demonstrate your personality to your customers so that they can really understand what it is that they need to do? And then we go through and um, look at their, their visual characteristics. So I've got some tools that I use to help um, clients look at different fonts and different color palettes. It's almost like shopping, but for your brand. Right. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then we take that and I write a creative brief for that client, well, at least in the, um, the two-hour brand makeover and the brand intervention. And we, <clears throat> excuse me, we collaborate on that strategic brief um, because it's really not, I, I'm not the one that's actually creating the brand. I'm just the facilitator. The brand is inside that company, inside um, the heads of the creators, and I'm just helping get it out and honing it on to the, um, until it's a really good strategy so that they have something to, to follow. And then they can take that creative brief. If they have a designer who, that they, who can give them services for free or cheap, great. This creative brief gives them that guideline to give them a better product. If they don't have a designer, we can do that. So we do uh, logo design, product naming. We do trade show makeovers for those who are looking to enhance their experiential uh, marketing at an event. Um, and I do brand coaching so that I can help brands maintain their consistency on an ongoing basis so they can share with me what they want to post or print or whatever it is they want to do and I can give them guidance. And so that will help them maintain that, uh, that consistency over time. Fantastic. All right. So now this quiz, which starts everything off, is free and it gives you that chance to find your brand archetype. So tell our listeners where they could take that quiz and how they could possibly work with you to help you build their brand and, you know, go through all the obstacles that it takes to build a better brand and maybe have that brand intervention so they can realize we can do better and we know how to make that better for you. Absolutely. The quiz is on the website. It's ladyjanebranding.com. And if you go to the Discover Your Brand Character, you can take the quiz right there. Um, at the end of the quiz, you'll get your answers in an email if you provide us your email. And that you can use those answers to go ahead and uh, <clears throat> when it's time to do the brand makeover. Um, so people can contact me right through the website or on Instagram at ladyjanebranding.com. No, just at ladyjanebranding. Um, and then we can help them get started. The other thing that we're, we're able to do, and this is very interesting, we've, um, we've developed a consumer quiz as well. So we're looking at licensing the, our quiz so that brands can, can survey their own customers to see their personalities. So that's going to be very interesting. Totally. So this sounds great. And I really like what you're putting all together here. It sounds like a great idea. And branding's very important. I mean, for me, it's there's so much to be said around when it comes to Make, I mean, again, it's, it's like you said, there's so many different types of people that are out there. What can you do that can match that will definitely go with the masses and will definitely get the most attraction to your product 
and I'm glad that you're able to offer a service for all those out there that might be listening. So again, LadyJBranding.com is the best way to go ahead and learn more. And again, Jennifer, thanks so much for joining us here on Blunt Business and sharing your thoughts with us today. Thank you so much. My pleasure. So the quick reminder, once again, we will be talking about branding, of course, at our United States Cannabis Conference and Expo for 2019, coming up Miami, Florida, August 3rd and 4th. Please make sure to go ahead and join us. You can learn more at usccexpo.com. Please make sure to get your tickets. We will see you there, all of us here at Cannabis Radio and more. We hope you'll join us. Thanks for joining us here for another edition of Blunt Business. You can download past episodes by going to CannabisRadio.com. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Thank you all for adding some five-star reviews there on the website or on Apple Podcasts. We really do appreciate that. Keep adding that up. We we'll really do appreciate it. Helps us get the numbers up and up and up. Also, you can find the show on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.